Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Brendan, how are you, mate? Oh, good, mate. Better now that everything's working. The usual hey, fun and games. I should have said hola, amigo. Hola, amigo. How's things down there? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all right for now until they get all those new databases in that Microsoft's putting in and uh, all the gringos get rounded up. But uh, it's okay. It's still got a traditional family values and uh, the church is central and people are easygoing and uh, I'm in a nice area, not too many shootings and uh, lots of nice places in Mexico no one ever told me about. But yeah, everything's getting shut down like everywhere else. Databases will go up everywhere. Cameras will be up everywhere. So gringos, if you're in America, just stay there and fight, please. Yes, well said. Yes, I was in Mexico a few years ago and uh, after I left Mexico City, I made my way to Acapulco, went to see the famous cliff dive or the famous cliff, I should say, bumped into one of the last clavadistas, the, the actual divers. And he said, Vamish Nadar, do you want to go for a swim? And I, I thought he meant like in the hotel pool. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. No, he took me down to the cliff. <laughs> we, we dived off like a, it's like a 15 foot rock into this massive swell and um i thought right this is my time i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and i i did the traditional swim across the channel climbed up the cliff and the guys go no get down get down i'm like i've got it i'm not gonna go to the top but i have to dive off this cliff and uh just one of the best best bloody moments in my life that was but um brendan um First, we just say a big thanks to Mike McCarthy, who's our, our uh, mutual friend, fellow, uh, you know, fellow observer on what the hell is going on on this uh, planet. Mike, Mike's been on the show about five times. Um, he's always like one of our most popular guests. Um, your channel's probably the most all-encompassing, like if you want to know what what's going on in the world. That's Brendan O'Connell, folks, and uh, we, we're obviously going to goes without saying we're going to put all Brendan's links below and um, and uh, yeah, please go, please go and check Brendan out. How, how many channels are you on now? Because I I see the names change quite a lot since I first come across you. Uh, just the one main one. There is a little backup one, but I might just delete it. Um, I'm pretty confident I could stay on YouTube now. If you just literally, literally, if you feel any form of that might upset someone, just delete it. And I worked out if I just uh, put uh, edited to comply with YouTube's terms of service, people then go, oh, I better go to his Patreon and pay him 10 bucks a month. To, and I thought, hey, this works for me. I was a fool uh, getting angry at YouTube. This is a great marketing thing. And uh, since then, I've been able to stay on there without getting deleted every three months. So YouTube's still a valuable tool. Busy people, working people, connected people still prefer the YouTube app. I get a lot of people, a lot of military, policing, interesting people uh, off YouTube. So I urge people to try and stay mainstream and don't get ghettoized in these pre-planned, pre-prepared ghettos on Rumble and um, 
And, um, you know, BitChute, I still use BitChute. It's quite a good format. Um, but please try and stay mainstream. Talk to ordinary people who are working and busy. So you've been through the mill. I mean, my God, I mean, I've, I've seen videos of you, I think, on at least one occasion being arrested. Um, how Only did one. it? Well, uh, I was going to say more, but <laughs> I'm going to put my foot in it. But um, how... Well, if we can just use the term awake, what, what, how, when did you start getting interested in all of this and how did that lead to your arrest? And my background is a registered nurse. Uh, before that, I was a surfer, beach bum, fishing, windsurfing, scurfing kind of guy. Grew up in the ocean and uh, didn't care about anything. Lived the usual Australian dodo bird life. Um, had an opinion about everything and life was easy. Um, then at Worked in the mining industry, doing fire assay and sample preparation for out in the mining, uh, Kalgoorlie and uh, Laverton and uh, Leonora, out in the middle of the desert. And then at 21, I thought I was always pretty smart at school, but hated school. And I went and did a nursing degree and became a comprehensive registered nurse. You do psych, you do, uh, I did acute care, non-vent, uh, ICU, emergency departments, um, lasted four and a half years, took time off, um, was very much into healthcare, bodybuilding, fitness, and uh, diet and nutrition in my 20s. Um, and uh, the nursing degree is brilliant, prevention rather than cure, exercise. Yeah, it was a brilliant degree. Then you get into the real world and it's just a medical mafia. It's for profit. And I just hated it. Um, no one was motivated. I, I, I left in uh, January 2000 and uh, never went back, although I did try to go back. Uh, it's a long story um, over the subsequent years. Um, but if you're a passionate person who wants to do the right thing, you just find in these large corporate environments, which includes medical, that no one is interested if you're passionate and uh, about your your uh, subject. You're just gonna you've got to be able to switch off and just take the money. And I just couldn't do it. And uh, I left and bummed around. Um, and then um, was doing the nursing re-registration course around 2008 2009, and that was when I got arrested for attending a Friends of Palestine rally, getting into an argument with a hardcore Jewish Zionist, probably an Israeli groomed intelligence asset named Stanley Kieser. He got upset and the rest is history. I used harsh words and was very mean, no meaner than Professor Norman Finkelstein at a Professor Norman Finkelstein rally, but they got very upset and uh, I ended up serving three years jail. But there's way more to that, um, meeting the police and introducing them to Israeli intelligence activity. And that's what I introduced into the court case. The Israeli state came out against me and voila, it's a huge case. It's the biggest espionage case in history. I've spoken to high level people, intelligence people, state and federal authorities. And people sit there and go, how come I haven't heard about this? And I say, because you're in the new internet. It's called IIA operations. It's totally run totally ghettoized, totally controlled, and they can afford dissidents to come on and talk like you and I, and they're happy. They're, there's no problem because everyone is marginalized and cut off. And that's the magic of the new system. Yes. Great point. Um, the whole, e even the algorithm is designed, isn't it, to to give voice to the anyone that, I don't want to say talk shit, but like, uh, like I've done, obviously being ex-Marine, I chat to a lot of military people and when, when I, we went for a run, we did quite a few military podcasts, right? 
and our we went like straight up to forty thousand subscribers in two months, right? Then when I started, you're talking, do, you're talking about YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I, uh, you know, that was never my thing. My thing was we're called bought the t-shirt and we're called that for a reason. I, I want anyone with experiences of life. Hence, hence why we're talking today. You know, I, I've chatted to guys that ran 16,000 miles from Alaska to Tierra del Fuego. And that podcast suddenly gets like 400 views, <laughs> right? And my point is if i'd stuck on the war machine i'd probably be a millionaire now it's it's i'm not interested in the money it's not i'm i'm interested in doing the right right thing brendan you know but it really does these algorithms punish any sort of alternative voice um chris have you read the youtube terms of service it says borderline content whether because of uh terms of service or due to advertiser not friendly uh, is completely not shared. You you won't be shared, and you will be suppressed. And I've got a million and one tricks. Mm. Put it this way: it's so controlled that if you're a person of interest, um, they will. Um, what they will do is, uh, JP Johnny Paratrooper will call him 82nd Airborne. He works with Scout, former SOCOM, um, who runs American Partisan, and he said all my videos were lined up in his feed. He said he has never seen that before. So they are definitely targeting um, uh, audiences. They don't want me out in the general public. And you might find, um, although there might be some things you can do to tweak, and if you're a spiritual person, maybe you need to understand that money is power. More money, the better. You can do more things. Um, there might be 30% of a problem with um, with uh, uh, your naming and those little things you can tweak. But if they what they'll do is they'll psychologically profile you via companies such as Clearforce, General Jim Jones, former head of NATO, and they will ask whether you are usable. Um, I am usable. Like they may have me ready for the casting couch six months or a year or two years down the track. Um, but if you find you're not going anywhere and you wonder why, because I've looked at your channel, it's a very interesting channel. I mean, you should have at least three, four hundred thousand subscribers, considering you've been on for quite a while. Um, start to ask yourself, uh, what is it about you? And I'm just suggesting this. Uh, it may uh, be something else, but private and public life, they, they will look at you and, you know, uh, they might be worried about who you speak to or your particular connections, and they will just decide, click that button and go, no, computer says no. Mm -hmm. And there you sit. Like, I was surprised. I look at some channels and think, why doesn't this channel have more? This is a good channel. And it's probably something to do with combining that private and public life. They're looking at everything you do and they're deciding where you will fit in the propaganda machine. Mm. And by the looks of your channel, you should have way more subscribers. It's, it's pretty standard if, yeah, I can but speculate. But, yeah, you should have way more. It's crazy. Yes, yes. So was it one particular event? Like for me, I went for a few, I'm going to just going to use the term wake up folks. I know it's, you know, controversial, but you know, I, I, I was chronically addicted to crystal meth and I, I had to get out of that. And that was like a big wake up for me. Right. And then of course we had uh, what I call the events in New York and Washington 20 years ago. And um, a lecturer at my uni went, Chris, you want to go and check out this video? It's like about the Pentagon. And I, I went home. It was the early days of the internet where you, you had that 
fucking modem that went made all that, that <laughs> right all love that. That, and i watched this video and i tell you what there's just no turning back it 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 was obvious that we we were not just being lied to but on a like a a, a massive scale and, and from that moment it just makes you want to dig deeper and um uh, on a positive rather than sort of like talk <laughs> about going down a rabbit hole i've i've like come full circle to the point where it sent me on the spiritual path <laughs> and like i wake up every day in paradise now it's um did 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 you have a moment like that um depending on personality structure i'm pretty down to earth and really mm. super earthy like for me everything is what's practical uh, when i was 22 i had a spiritual experience uh, a lot of people describe it um when they have lsd i was stacking wood very zen but uh i went through a very particular emotional time for two weeks and as i came out the other side tra transporting wood uh i had one of those experiences of the grace of the holy spirit which was i was god i was everything that ever was and ever would be i felt myself stretched to the furthest reaches of the universe I could count my red blood cells. I was in every cell of my body. I was in ecstatic joy. As Jesus said, peace I give unto you, not as the world, the world gives it. The kingdom of God is within you. And it was the most, and um, uh, that experience completely destroyed me. Um, and I think we're going to, in the future decades, we will see more and more people having these experiences, uh, Christians will call it, uh, Muslims and Jews, particularly Old Testament Jews, will call it the grace of the Holy Spirit. Others will call it Christ consciousness or the LSD experiences, or they'll have, um, uh, you know, the, the right-left hemispheres of the brain synchronized, masculine and feminine, the body-mind, every cell in your body, because you are a body-mind. You, you, you produce brain chemicals in your gut and you have receptors for all that. So that was that experience. Lucky I had a, would you believe, talk about divine providence and synchronicity that got me into Carl Gustav Jung uh, stuff in my early 20s, very young, was a British paratrooper, Bernard Tandy, served Second World War. Um, and he was an old British para, and I, I had to go into therapy because I was completely ruined from that. Imagine having such a beautiful experience that you can no longer relate to anyone um, and uh, completely wrecks you, but it gives you fearless. You become very fearless, and you realize uh, there's something way beyond this world. And that was my spiritual experience, which perhaps explains my willingness to, to go all the way. Yes. Well, you and me, you and me both, Brandon, you know, you just literally summed up what I've experienced. Um, Lots of people and they never talk about it. They just try to put it aside and get on with their lives. But now you have a treasure, as Jung would say, you have a treasure and this will make you independent. The crap they put me through, I put to you, sounds grandiose. You could not have put up with what I put up with. I'm stubborn and I always had that treasure backing me that there is something guiding my life, no matter what your particular religious meant. I'm sure we'll be on the same path, but there is something guiding your life. You meet that right person at that right time and your life, you look back on your life at 52 now, you just see um, your life, how you met the right people at the right time and you realise there is something guiding your life in the background. Mate, you don't look 52. You you, you look about uh, se 74. Yeah. <laughs> Not a day over. It's the lighting. I learned. Put your camera up high. And I always use, I was so naive. Why do people always do that? Oh, it's to hide your double chin. Got it. No, I've got it now. 
Sorry. Can I just say, I, I, I visited Australia, had absolutely wonderful time. I've met so many Aussies here in the UK, and I, I just love that connection that we have. Um, I know you think that we're all jailers, but... <laughs> no, no, it, not at all. I, I, you know, Australia is sunny England. Uh, it's, thank it God is, for the it, British Empire, mate. Would it, they prefer the Portuguese or the Spanish, maybe? <laughs> yeah. If you, I mean, if you're on a train in London or wherever, you know, and... and there's an Aussie traveler next within two minutes you like sharing a beer and it's just it's um it, it's I find that very special you know Chris life's easy that's why everyone's relaxed I don't know about now but when I was growing up everyone was friendly I ran a little backpackers and everyone said oh Australians are so friendly I said yeah because life's so easy but I just want to add when I say thank God for the British Empire if you must have empires and there have been many including the Soviet Empire let it be British you know the places they went no one was going to sit here for 140,000 years in Australia. Bad things were done without question, without question. Don't get me wrong. But life moves on and there's going to be empires. And uh, at least the British generals, when they slaughtered, you know, several hundred Indians uh, were retired and their pensions were taken off them. Um, so at least the British had a sense of fairness. I don't want to minimise what went on in the British Empire, but this British Empire bashing, European bashing, white bashing, and I am not a white nationalist, but at the same time, it's gone far enough. Um, the British Empire, uh, you know, I don't want to see King Charles personally. No, thanks. No. Uh, particularly seeing as he says he wants to cull us all with his father. But um, uh, if you want to talk uh, rules and regulations which make a civilised society possible, then thank you to the British Empire, the Magna Carta, flying on into the US constitution thank you for that tradition and i hope one day we can acknowledge the past and say yes bad things have happened but also see the good as well and move forward together i just wanted to clarify that yes and you did so very well um i'll be honest i think you and me brandy can just <laughs> there's so much we can chat about i don't like to have a, like a an agenda but funny enough there does seem to be a, a an agenda uh was it um will um oh god i forgot his name i'm gonna say will carlin but i think that's a rugby player the american comedian that said it's a big club and you ain't in it power interruptions and the like is something we've been experiencing recently and that uh, apparent, apparently we're gonna experience a lot more is is that is is that on the cards well i'm gonna be a purveyor of fear porn but look the next two to three years will be historical you're living it. I hope people can realise. I know people are worried, particularly when they have families. I understand. Um, or maybe I don't understand. It's a bit of a, a, a problem with my understanding is I don't have kids. Want to have kids, but don't seem to get the chance. Uh, maybe it's a good thing. Um, but you're in history right now. This is history. And I think it will help people a little bit understand that you are in history. This is an historical time that we'll talk about in a thousand years. Mm. They are going to throw everything at us, everything. They do not have their own way. If if this thing called uh, the political Zionist movement and the UK European banking cartels, which have nothing to do with Europe or the UK, they are an internationalist planetary trading guild. And they, they are not all powerful. They would have had the United States of Europe set up under Hitler. Hitler didn't, didn't do what he was told. Um, and the Goering and, you know, the gang who was his handler, they had to get rid of him. Um, he was meant to handle the United States of Europe. Um, he would then 
persecute and shift all Jews to Palestine. David Ben-Gurion would run the Federated States of Greater Israel. Mao would be in South Asia, Stalin in North Asia, and so on. And the British would have their colonies. And Hitler said, you have your colonies, I will have Eurasia. And they said, eh, eh. no, that's not the plan. Um, you will be doing as you're told. And that's how the Second World War basically unfolded. So they have not none of this, not even the European Union is set up. These people are not all powerful. If they were, Israel would have the F-22. Um, there's a range, a ra it's complicated. They don't have it all their own way, but you've got a small group of people which have their people. It's not the FBI or MI6 or even GCHQ or the NSA. It's now privatized companies and they are running these things privately, transferring government, which has transparency where people can find out to a degree what's going on. And now they're privatized it. No one has a clue what's going on and they're going into these private intelligence companies, private armies, private databases and they're all subcontracting out they're charging three times as much and this has gone on long enough this is a corporatized world with an oligarchical system of young princelings who will handle the un smart cities program and they want to return to the commons the peasants and the barons and the kings and the queens they want that system top down back in place they are not all powerful they would have had this decades ago and they're struggling and they're still struggling but that the moment these private companies are having such a ball online, they are so confusing people. They have so many of the people people are looking up to are so compromised that even if they ostensibly want to do good, they're just so compromised. And until we stop looking for heroes and start really realizing, and it's re it's a fundamental shift in consciousness where we go, if not me, who? And if not now, when? You have to. If no matter where you are, UK, Europe, America, you must. This is why I give Steve Bannon, who's as dirty as hell, but he's pushing hard the precinct system in the US and school boards, and that's where they control at the ground level. And so I push people to get involved wherever they are in the world at that local level and understand that it's not going to stop then. They're going to have something else. They're going to try something else. They're going to try another virus. They're going to try another who knows what. California, as they shift high tech out into the south of America, maybe they'll do an earthquake. They do have this technology. It's well written about. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to stop. But you also have to realize that we're not alone. I have spoken to military people since 2009. I've spoken to intelligence people. I've spoken to state and federal authorities. They know what's going on. Israel and their shenanigans is in big trouble. It's in big trouble. And I see signs everywhere. Military, I've got people, JSOC in Tampa Bay, Joint Special Operations Commander, sharing my videos. I'm chatting to them on WhatsApp. Michael, who's been all over the world and he's spoken with General Lebed, uh, the great General Lebed in Russia. Um, people like you, the military are huge gossipers and they talk. And I've said to people, please focus on military policing. Don't don't be put off. Don't be demoralized. It's their supervisors who are stopping the good basic people who have to live here, who have families too. They're on our side. And if you can make people click, well, of course, why would the military just sit there? There's a war going on right now, a massive submarine war. And you've got to keep your chin up, up the coffee dose, whatever you have to do, and realize the system is designed online to keep you demoralized. They have armies telling you it's a pointless waste of time. Who would waste their time? Stop doing that. Ha, ha, ha. They will mock people who are optimistic and moving forward. You've got to understand you are in a war, a literal war. And we can win this war because they're, they're full of bluster. They're soft. 
They're weak at the top. They're used to getting what they want. And at the end of the day, the people that surround them and give them protection, guess what? They have families too. So Bill Gates and the Fauci's of this world, these elite families of Europe, of the world, they are not going to win this battle. They're not going to win this battle. They're not. So I urge people to please get offline. Use the internet like a telephone. You don't live your life on a telephone, you know, if you remember that far back. You get out and you meet with people and you organize with people. Right now we have people sitting in the barracks, they're training and they're training and they're doing more training and they're comparing tattoos and they're down the barracks in the wet mess and none of them will actually leave the barracks and engage in warfare. They think they're going to sit there, have a successful YouTube channel. Social networking face-to-face is the key. And I urge people, you can conserve energy. By all means, tell my grandma, tell Betty the housewife, tell your local mechanic information. But if you can just infect one military person serving or retired, that information will flood through the system so fast. We've got the guys, American Partisan, highly connected. We got John at uh, Sheepdog Combatives. That guy's got high security clearances. He works with all sorts of people. There are dozens of these military groups. And I've heard, you know, back from people, some very high profile uh, YouTube channels, military styles, know about this subject. And I urge people not to be demoralized. This is going to take decades. So get ready for a long war. Don't let them think you're powerless. My story alone. Just my story alone should inspire you to understand that one person, I'm an ordinary person. Uh, I am from Perth. Yes, I do know people, Special Forces. It's the home of Australian SAS, Perth, Western Australia, Garden Island Naval Base. You can't help but know a lot of people. Friends, uh, super, you know, uh, nightclub doorman, his old man was one of the top trainers there for Special Air Service, Singaporean Special Forces. These networks, you meet, they're at Swanbourne Surf Lifesaving Club. They're at the Cottesloe Hotel, the Ocean Beach Hotel. You talk and you speak with these people and they are awake, particularly the older guys in their mid-30s. They know exactly what's going on. So don't let the system tell you it's hopeless. Don't. These things take time to change. Mm. They really do. But if we can understand psychological warfare, I'll wind this up now, Chris, get you get a word in. Psychological warfare, understand how they work, understand how long they've been doing it, understand how they'll push others aside and promote other ones. And even then it's complicated because maybe they do need a Whitney Webb, someone to push this issue because Brennan's got a big mouth. He's not controllable. And maybe legitimately they want a controlled release of this information given how bad it really is. Hmm. Um, That's possible too. The point is we've got to hold multiple ideas in our mind and we've got to become like the military and not everyone can do that. So the sheepdogs have to get together and move forward in some manner. That's the way I look at it. And if if they had control, I would be dead. You can get knocked off where I am for 600 US dollars. So don't tell me they're all powerful and they're going to kill you with a black helicopter. Garbage. Get out there and stop living in fear. End of rant. Brantham, can we just clarify? We're not talking about violence here. We're more talking about non-compliance. No, non-compliance. We are well away from violence. If violence is 10, we're at about a three. Mm. And the trouble is a lot of Americans, especially I notice, have a love affair with firearms. I get the idea of the Second Amendment. But let me tell you, they're going to come at you with armored personnel carriers and they're going to come at you with semi-autonomous kill vehicles and automatic surveillance drones. Your, your firearms are not saving you, America. I'm telling you right now. They've, they've psychologically profiled everyone. They know where every firearm is. They know everything about you. 
And that particular system is just waiting under that Kissinger and Associates program to divide up America. First, they'll get the lefty lunatics who don't apparently don't like firearms. Um, they'll shove them into the north and into the UBI smart city program. You'll all scream, yay, boo those lefties. And you'll go to the south. And then in the time comes, they'll be ready for you. And you will go into the city and you want and your firearm will not save you. America, you have got to understand the window is 10 years. There is a 10 year window to operate before they get what they really want. They want to remove humans from the, the button pressing stage. That is, they may make decisions, but they rely on humans to press the buttons, humans to make things work. And humans have families and tribal loyalties and loves, familial loves with, with place and people and kind. And they, they don't want in. So they've got to keep this program of keeping us very distracted and very demoralized and destabilized perception until they get the robots and drones in. And that is the problem now. If they do not take down the CCP, and uh, the Kissinger and Associates boy Putin, if they do not free the Russian people and the Chinese people to find their own way, they've got to grow up too. We, we would never want to live under that system, but I've got Westerners, pro-China, pro-Russia. It's like, excuse me, you go and live there. You would never demand to live like that. So why should the Russian or the Chinese people? America can use soft power, can get in there and control via technology. If they want the technology, they've got to have a Freedom of Information Act. They've got to have transparent government. They've got to have all these things. If they won't do it, then they get nothing and they can rot. And then their people will turn on them. So fine. This is so easy to fix. And Americans, I beg you, to the Americans that will watch this, your firearms won't save you. You have got to get in this window now while humans are still engaged in the process. Because if they just create a Cold War 2.0, if they just now rearm Vladimir Putin so he can play a big growly bear, going, so they can justify the military industrial complex, so they can justify um, the continual uh, military industrial circle of life, and they're all in it together, and they're all linked back to the city of London and these uh, elite European families, then that's a problem because then the excuse will be, oh, my God, China's got robots and drones. Oh, my God, uh, uh, Iran's got a new semi-autonomous kill vehicle. We'll have to have them too. And then they will turn them on us. And that is the program. So I beg you, 10 years, people, your firearm isn't going to save you. It may delay a few things. Please start doing the very simple thing of studying social networking science and understanding how information flows. You only have to infect one quality person one retired colonel, that colonel will speak to 50 different people who will speak to 50 different people. Before you know it, you've infected the entire US military, the Brits, and so on. And if you can understand that, you'll say, oh my God, I've got power, but I've got to get offline because there's just too much control online. God says, oh my God, you've done it again. All I yeah. said was practice righteousness, justice, mercy, even to the alien and look after each other and worship God in my appropriate way and things will be great. Now okay. you've done it again, so I've got to destroy you again. And this is right through the Old Testament. Every prophet would come along and say, oh, you are behaving abysmally. What would happen? They'd kill the prophet, you know, as they said to the Pharisees, you know, you, you condemn yourself. You would always say, oh, we wouldn't have killed the great prophet, but here you go again, you're doing it again. But this is not just a thing with Jews. This Pharisaic attitude where Jesus says you're clean and fair without, but within, full of dead men's bones and all corruption. It's not just Jews. That's mm. everyone who wears a tie and a suit and thinks they're fantastic and they got their Bible or their Quran or their Talmud or whatever. And they're all pious, but they're a bunch of horrible, nasty people. I mean, I have Christians say, oh, you use bad language. I can't watch. But I'm ready to die for my fellow human beings. 
I'm ready to die. I've proved it a thousand times. I've stood for justice. I've stood up to gangsters, hardcore killers like uh, Steve Wallace, senior member of the Finks, one of the most violent motorcycle gangs, man. And people cowered to him. And I said, eh, if you bring it on, they mm -hmm. sick five onto me and I still wouldn't break. I'm ready to die for what I believe in. And that's why a Colonel SAS retired James McMahon was trying to bring me into his little crew in Western Australia. That was a, that was a freaking honor. They don't do that too often. But yet the same people want to be good. They follow rules. They bow five times a day. They're rule followers, but their hearts are hard. They have no passion. They're not willing to sacrifice. They're, 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 they're completely materialistic, but they'll tell you they're good Christians, Muslims, and Jews, or Hindus, or Buddhists, or even communists. The bottom line is we've got to get down to the heart. You are a good, reasonable person, Chris. We could be neighbors and get along. We, I mean, we disagree with different personalities and things. And I can get along with anybody, regardless of the color of your skin. I'm sure you're the same. But that's not everybody. And unfortunately, there is a large segment of the population that are not necessarily raving lunatics per se, but they got a problem. And in the old days, you used to die. When you're in the tribe, if you didn't pull your weight, they'd kill you over mm -hmm. time because you would bring the whole tribe to risk. And what would happen, and I'm not going to advocate violence. What I'm trying to say is Mother Nature got rid of sociopaths. Sociopaths can't exist in a communal, familial, loving environment. Yeah, because they, they, they get fucking sent on the road, mate. I get it. On the I, road, and they die alone. Yeah. They die alone. Yeah. But now we're in a society of high technology and ease and comfort where these sociopaths mm. can thrive. And not only that. They reach the highest positions of power because they don't care about anyone. And then the rest of us who, who are just ordinary people and just want to get along, we get shafted. So we're going to have to adopt a more ruthless, focused attitude if we wish to survive. That's can the option. We, can we agree then that you get these types, Brendan, right? Like Silverstein and and, and I'm not, you know, these, these are the fuckers that have messed with my life. Rumsfeld, um, Wolfowitz, the chap with the holes in his socks, right? He's the... What the hell was he? He was like the wasn't defense secretary. He was no, no assistant to the no, he was assistant to Rumsfeld. Yeah, and when he entered it, he went he visited a mosque one time, right? He had to take his shoes off, obviously. Fucking holes in his socks, right? That that's the, how much of a miser the guy was, right? And I just want my my whole point is the and, and Kissinger and oh and and I, all, all I'm trying to get at, Brendan, is they're fucking using the rest of the Jewish population for their own well, gain. Yeah, you know? like they're using us. But at the end of the day, here's the problem, Chris. I, I Really, I don't think we're actually disagreeing. No, we're not. We're not. We're just we're trying to, like, find yeah. find the common, you know, Yeah, and also I think connection. you're a bit of a softer, more gentler person. I'm a bit intense, as you've probably seen this morning when none of my computers would work. Um, and I am a bit edgy. Um I mean, yeah, I won't deny it. I mean, I'm still a spiritual aspect. This has made me a better person, but it's it's cost me a lot. Um, and uh, it's cost me a lot in health and uh, mental health yeah, as well. Yeah, I know. I know, mate. But, um, but um, yeah, and I know you've been down that path yourself. Uh, I'm just saying I've got this deadly practical side to me, my moon conjunct Pluto yeah. in the eighth house in Virgo. It's mate, deadly I, practical. I, I just want to know how do we win? How do we win? May I led the Global Veterans Alliance during this last two years. If we, if I say nonsense, everyone knows what I'm talking about, don't they? You know, and the hardest thing was everyone's like, right, let's go. And I'm like, fuck off, mate. We're not going to do ain't, anything. You, you ain't going to do shit, right? They're the worst. You know, 
the second you rock up at a police station, you want to take it down, right? And then you suddenly realize, actually, if you hurt someone in there, you're going to do like anything up to 30 years in prison. You're not going to see your missus anymore or your children. You're going to piss your pants and fuck off home, right? So stop that shit. We've got, there's an, we've got to find the other way. And my way is the spiritual way because if you're a spiritual warrior, you don't have fear. So you don't buy into this bullshit, you know? I didn't do the lockdown stuff. No one's telling me I've got this fucking nonsense. I didn't wear underpants on my face. I, I walked in the supermarket. I want people to see that not everyone lives a life of of of, of, of fear. So, you know, when you say like maternal or whatever, I'm I'm like probably the hardest guy I fucking know, Brendan, you know? It's just I realise that violence is just not going to get my you know the children i I don't want i don't want to knock that attitude i just say Mm. it does need a balance and that there's a time Mm. for you know even jesus said i'm a cat i'm a religious person that you know it's time to exchange a cloak for a sword Mm. you know violence is something you will have to judge and take on everyone's shoulders personally i just know this particularly with americans who are polishing their their firearms listen number one you're not going to use them um you're not you're a gutless mm-hmm. toe rag, and the ones who mouth off the most are the ones that don't do anything. And I know you haven't seen me with my head to the floor crying in my prison cell because, I go, oh, my God, what have I done? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I cry all the damn time. I go, oh, Brendan, why, did you, oh, why didn't you just take that off? Or why did, you know, but I found the big tough guys were the worst. Look at all these big bikies in jail. They're the weakest. They cry because they can't see their girlfriend. They're, they're just scum. They're gutless. These aren't the old mm-hmm. hard bikies who've been in the military and been beaten as children and lived in orphanages. These are spoiled brat little so-and-sos. And if you get those mouthy people at your thing, number one, they're probably there to cause trouble and working for someone. Or two, if they're sincere, they are the worst. People, 90, they already know that 90% of people will give up their firearms for food immediately, happily, and go, yes, please leave me alone now. But they won't be left alone. The other 10% will, to varying degrees, resist, and they have a plan for that. They've already got the plans ready to go, probably spat out of a supercomputer. And if we have to understand, we've got a 10-year gap now, but where we, we like the coppers, right? Cops are damn corrupt. I know exactly how corrupt police are. The police deal the drugs fundamentally. If you're not working with police, you're not going to survive long terms as a drug dealer. But not all police are corrupt. And some police will say, Brendan, we have to get involved and get our hands dirty. Otherwise, no one will talk to us. And we've got to have people on the street to control the situation. Then I said, well, why don't you go public and just say the drug laws are a waste of time? I said, because I lose my job. And the bottom line is, who's willing to lose their job uh, over an issue that no one will probably give a crap about? The average copper is a decent, reasonable human being. You've got to go to them and using sound, rational language. And that's where people like you, Chris, who have been in the military and that sort of field have a lot of pull. Because if you can go to them and say, look, dude, you know, uh, this is what's going to happen. Here's what's coming. And you've got to put it in good, rational, sound language. And the best place is to start are the counterterrorism groups. If you go, oh, my God, human rights, human rights, I don't care. But if you go on a national security matter, you'll get their attention. And then they'll move into bigger issues like Israel as a cyber technology juggernaut. Then they'll get into bigger issues of robot and drone technology. Then they'll start reading this stuff and you will influence these people. You influence one detective in your state or federal counterterrorism unit. One. Hmm. They arrested me in 2009. They were kissing my butt. They had to watch all my videos, didn't they? All my videos. And the guy was freaking out. The point, the point I'm trying to make is you need to influence people and their favorite video of all the videos. And I had it. I, I collected everything. I had every single video off a of torrent you could possibly want. Mm. K- 
Kay Griggs talks, the 1997 lecture where she lays out the entire conspiracy, the pedophile rings, the retired military who are running all the drugs, uh, the weapons trades between Israel, UK, all the Europe, big Europe, they're all involved in this stuff. She lays it out. That was their favorite video, people. This is 2009. Detective Timothy Richard Paini and his Detective Sergeant Boss. I was getting, we all respect your work, emails from the Inspector of State Counterterrorism in Western Australia, Inspector Barry Shelton. Mm. I'm invited out to hang out with Minister Joe Francis and the former head of the Liberal Party, which is like the Conservatives, and retired Special Forces Commander James McMahon. That doesn't happen, but it happened. Mm. They get it. And if you can infiltrate these sort of sections under that national security Israel banner and make them understand they're in everywhere, and this is part of their power, as well as that Sabatian Frankus, drugs and women, Jeffrey Epstein angle, you will move mountains. But you, you can't. You can't use David Icke. You can't use Flat Earth. You've got to talk in their language, not UFOs, no aliens, just the simple, deadly, practical information that appeals to people with power. And if you get the police and the military on side, what are they going to do? What's Lord Jacob going to do from his mansion? Get on the phone? What's Heinz Kissinger going to do? I hate to, disillusion, hate to disillusion you, Brandon, but like I say, you know, I... I when we led the Global Veterans Alliance against all this last two years of stuff, it's like this, right? You you join the military because you're ego driven. You probably had damage in childhood, and you you want to prove yourself. You know, not not everybody, folks, but certainly for people like myself and 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 and, and a, a significant percentage. And then let's just use a cliche you go through 22 years that's the typical british you know that's the length of uh, british service that a lot of people do you get quite indoctrinated in that and we we found it so hard to get yeah, but, but what but what was the angle you used i've had total success on the national security angle they get it and then they get all the other info along the way total success but now i'm isolated and alone i can't do it yeah you probably got a better <laughs> i mean we were just we were just hoping that people could look at the narrative of the last couple of years and just see it for what it is right? well i'll tell you what they're being told they're being told you're going to war with china china's released a bioengineered virus and we need to get everyone vaccinated and ready for war with china that's a narrative they're telling the military and it might even be true who knows i don't definitely... i don't i don't think they went that high mate they probably just watched bbc they say get get the fucking and they went oh okay yeah i'll do and that's like literally the limit of that of a lot of people's thinking well I'm not you gotta i told you focus on like state counterterrorism. Mm -hmm. once you infect them there's no it's over baby I, yeah, there's a reason china released that biologically engineered low-level virus it's a real virus look i i even wondered if it existed at one stage until friends were telling me no there's some friends in icus and things were saying no it's got these weird inflammatory effects it's real brennan it's inflaming central nervous system we don't know what the hell it is it's freaky and they panicked mm. and i believe the most logical explanation despite the holes in the narrative because there were some very weird things going on at the same time is uh, Trump was bought in by SCL Group and Cambridge Analytica, who ran his campaign. No, we didn't. They ran Donald Trump's campaign. Nothing came out of his mouth that wasn't given by Cambridge Analytica, SCL Group related to NATO, General Jim Jones, and so on and so forth, which includes people like Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. And what happened was Trump is so freaking uncontrollable. The shit fight that went on in the White House is not an act. It was crazy. 
And they were just battling to keep control until Rupert Murdoch and Heinz Kissinger, who run Fox News and now push DeSantis, were being trying to get rid of Trump. They realized it was a mistake. What I'm trying to say is Trump he, got in he, said, he was bailed out by the Rothschilds, wasn't he? Well, he was bailed out by German banks and drug money laundering banks. He's dirty as hell. But those towers he builds for all the Russian gangsters, he's probably worked for the mm. FBI for 40 years, as did Jeffrey Epstein, because he was running those apartments and they were investing all their drug money from Russia and Israel. And of course, the apartments were probably full of microphones. So it's complicated. So basically, Donald Trump's a criminal informant for the FBI. That's what he is, as was Jeffrey Epstein, as is Roger Stone and probably Alex Jones and that whole crew, which is Office of Naval Intelligence with Steve Bannon and Flynn, who's defending intelligence agency these are intelligence agencies these people have tried to invite me in they haven't killed me they've tried to invite me in the bottom line is they're all compromised they're all sexual devious again saboteur francus and drugs so trump didn't do what he was told he was meant to withdraw out of nato withdraw out of the middle east withdraw out of afghanistan form the north america south america union with australia and divide the country up into the multipolar world order it didn't happen political military policing everybody they didn't care about us they wanted the managerial class and even the billionaire class like the fred smiths of fredx who contacted me that guy's as connected as hell skull and bones best friends with george w bush these people said shut up this is your new role it's no longer a unipolar world order. The chance is over. We're shifting the center of power. As Heinz Kissinger said, we're shifting it to China and the Pacific. Get over it. And there's been massive, massive pushback. Unfortunately, the people that are pushing back, it's very hard to ally with them when they're so damn dirty and they're so filthy and corrupt. But I'm going to have to ask you, who else is there? So we're going to have to get involved in those Bannon movements and get in in those precinct movements and your local councils, wherever you are in the world. We've got a friend now, he's, he's been offered to run for the Labor Party. All right, that's the equivalent of the Democrats. Forget party alliances. He's being offered to run to take a seat. And let me tell you, he's a very good friend of mine and he knows everything. Don't tell me there's not pushback from the managerial class. And that's what that virus was about because you have to withdraw back America and America won't, and they're desperately trying to destroy the petrodollar. What I'm saying is do not go for BRICS, do not go for that multipolar world order. And Germany and Europe, of course, want to get out of it. They said, we've had enough of NATO, I understand. But Germany, the banking cartel will still exist. The only thing that can smash the international banking cartel and free us all, including Jews, so they don't have to live in these ghettos anymore. We don't have to fight amongst ourselves, is the United States military intelligence and policing community. They have the technology and they have the power to stop this. Unfortunately, they're so backdoored and so compromised, we're going to have to get very smart politically and get in amongst these groups that have been formed and infect this movement. That means you're gonna have to leave home because the internet is too controlled. Look at Rumble, immediately deleted me twice. Then the editor contacts me, the head, one of the heads of Rumble and asked me to go back on. How does that even work? Mm. Look, I'm just Brandon, telling you, Chris, listen, I've I had positive experiences every time with policing military, but now I'm, I'm trapped. I left Australia and I was warned by Muslims, don't leave. The Muslim governments are corrupt. Iran's corrupt. And I said, oh, yeah, man, they're, they're corrupt as hell. Corrupt as the core. All their talk, boo Israel, boo the Jews. But they're all cooperating. They all go to Oxford. They all go to Cambridge and Yale and thing. And they're all in the bag. And their job is just to shepherd the, the local populations. And Mahathir, the former prime minister of Malaysia, came out and said, look, they'll destroy our economy. And I said, well, you know, it would have been good to know that before, you know, I personally threw my life away and Muslims warned me continuously, Brendan, Islam is so corrupt, so sold out, everyone's lazy, everyone's taken the money and hardcore people in places like Syria, they'll get slaughtered. In Lebanon, 
mm. they get beaten up and slaughtered. It's too easy to die. And you can pay someone off with 10,000 US dollars. You can't win this, man. You're in Australia. Just try and do what you can. And I said, no. Rah! And of course, you find out the hard way. Stay in your own country and fight and please get face to face with people. And if you present evidence in the right manner to policing and military, they will respond. I, I just want to sort of give the people uh, watching or listening. Um, I think a lot of them, to be honest, will just be, and I don't mean to be patronizing friends, but I think a lot of what we said is just, <laughs> it's quite highbrow for a lot of people, but just to bring it like sort of back down a peg, Brendan, um, Oh God, I've got, I got a few things here. So, uh, Tucker, Trump, Musk. Or globalists. Go, go for globalists. it. Globalists. I mean, Tucker's a multi-zillionaire who works for Rupert Murdoch, his best friends with Heinz Kissinger, who's the man who wants to kill us all. He is literally one step down from Lord Yakub himself. He still wields power via Kissinger and Associates. These are the private networks. It's not the CIA, the DIA. Kissinger jumps on a plane or one of his underlings like a Paul Bremer. Who set Iraq on fire? Paul Bremer. The US military, the Brits were already in there. They had all the Republican Guard on side. They had the military police ready to go. And Paul Bremer and the, the Jewish neocons and Kissinger, who's there with George W. Bush, who had this whole policy, just said, no, let's sack the Ba'ath Party. And the generals, Brits and Americans said, don't do that. You will create an insurgency, kill us and kill a lot of civilians. And Paul Bremer said, the two I see of Kissinger and Associates, too bad. And they set Iraq on fire and the Middle East on fire. And that was the plan. Heinz Kissinger, still there at 96, going on 98 with his stem cells and, and having blood transfusions and all sorts of things in Costa Rica and elsewhere at his private clinic. That guy alone, that guy, it's private business networks. Armand Hammer was the son of the head of the Communist Party. And yet he's a billionaire running backwards and forwards to the Soviet Union in America. How does that work? Bill Browder, who Putin threw out, another one, son of a communist organizer. Now he's a billionaire, found his capitalist roots, and he's running backwards and forwards to Russia, to America. This is all Kissinger and Associates. When they talk, they jump on a private plane, they fly in at the airport, they may even meet on the plane or talk on the tarmac. There's no emails, there's no letters, there's no phone calls, there's no WhatsApp. And that is how I want you to start a war in Ukraine. This is how it operates mm. and goes along. So when you have those people, Heinz Kissinger, who is the king, he's one step down from that city of London, UK, European banking cartel, international planetary trading guild, one step down. He is a communist in a thousand dollar suit. And he is sitting there with Rupert Murdoch, a very close friend. And there's Tucker Carlson on Fox News. I mean, spare me, someone, please. It drives me insane. They're at the Atlantic Council with Junior Jim Jones, the Atlantic Council. It's Kissinger's favorite little place, the CFR Atlantic Council Trilateral Commission. Him and George Soros are friends. They are mere right and left arms via that foundation system of funding all of these groups. They fund the groups, brow boys. But I mean, who's where did Tim cast IRL? He's one of the youth leaders now, very popular, Joe Rogan, Alex Jones. And yet he's from Vice News. Time magazine named him the best journalist of the year, young journalist. And he's there going to fight the system. It's absurd. And you, you try getting this across to people. The only way you're going to do it is with hard work, knocking on doors, getting down to the rallies with your flyers and pointing out the obvious. How they get away with this is beyond me. I mean, I, Patrick Berge told me he bought IIA operations into Iraq and Afghanistan. 
And that guy's way smarter than he sounds, I promise you. Way bigger than what he sounds. And he said, Brandon, we don't spend tens of billions of dollars so you can get your message out. And he was looking at me like, oh, <laughs> you can't do it online. We can talk here. We can get a little bit of spread. But if you really want to make things happen, the good old-fashioned flyer will see you well. You will infect so quickly these Trump rallies and DeSantis rallies. DeSantis is an agent of Israel. He's the one who introduced all this legislation. Uh, for anti-BDS movement, all right? The, the, the UN smart city programs, nobody talks about at that level, all right? They talk about COVID and that was one of the gifts of COVID. But the UN smart city programs being built right now in the United States and around the world by Israeli Unit 8200 graduates. And they're bought in via the foundation systems like George Kaiser or Tulsa, Oklahoma is being built as a major technology hub. And who's doing it? George Kaiser bringing in the Israelis and bringing in Jews, and he brags about it via his foundation system, who's Peter Singer, another one, exactly like George Kaiser. Foundation system funding who? Ron DeSantis. See, Trump's on the outer. Don't think it's an act. Trump's on the outer because he's uncontrollable. That's why you've got to get down and support the lunatic. It's like being in jail. You've got a screwdriver. It's your only weapon. There's a few other ones. But you go, oh, that screwdriver's got muck all over it. Oh, this it's a tool. Get down and infect that movement because that movement wants change, but you've got to tell them that they're being corralled and they are being conned, conned. And Donald Trump helped a lot by polarizing. He said things which were totally unnecessary and over the top, over the top. He was being scripted from Cambridge Analytica directly. But now get in there. He's got an ego the size of Detroit. He's totally narcissistic, but he wants the approval of the people. So when the people get down there and boo him, and every time I see him get booed, I rejoice. If the crowd will get down there, you will be able to get hold of that movement. Do we want to cover Elon Musk? Because I get a lot of questions. Chris, well, is, is, is he a good guy? And he's I not say a good guy. The guy's right in amongst them. Kissinger, et cetera. He's a front man for Goldman Sachs and Heinz Kissinger. Who bought him out of obscurity from South Africa? Dr. Steve Pachenik. Who is Dr. Steve Pachenik? Always on Alex Jones. He got Alex Jones in. He's been there for a while in the background. Some say he is Alex Jones from the beginning. I don't think so. But in 2008, I know, we knew people in Alex Jones's office. Alex Jones makes anywhere from 10 to $25 million per year profit. Profit. He transferred 100... I mean, we'll get back to Elon Musk. He transferred $100 million in 20... Sorry, $60 million in cash in 2021 from his private account his Free Speech Systems LLC, to his parents' Nevada LLC, where it can't be looked at. That is from the um, forensic auditor at his trial. Now, before everyone goes, oh, he was treated badly. No, he wasn't. He wouldn't hand over his financials. And he lied through his teeth about Paul Joseph Watson told Alex Jones months and months before, we can't keep calling it a fraud. It's definitely weird, that Sandy Hook shooting, but that guy we got on is a fraud. And he was told for months and he said, no, we make good money out of this. Let's keep having him on. That is why he was taken to court. He was legitimately taken to court. We know the people doing it are not nice and they are horrible too. We get it. All right. But the guy is an ass. He has been running people in circles for decades. And then they said, give us your financials. He wouldn't hand them over because if he did, people would realize he is filthy rich. He transferred $18 million alone from 2017 to 2019 into his personal accounts. Now, if it's all fake, the auditor said this under oath on the stand, Alex Jones can now release his financials and get them on, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, what do you call it when you lie under oath? 
perjury is it perjury yeah. gonna get him on perjury but he's not gonna do it he's gonna say we got no money he is so loaded it's out of control all right here's a front for that kissinger and associates goldman sachs dr steve pachenik steve bannon oni investment company they invested in dr groups nutraceuticals because that was a big big winner in the future and they've been running around getting like the Brideon and what's his name adam uh mike adams on board he supports the multipolar world order now all these clowns are working for Kissinger and Associates, as is Elon Musk. And Dr. Steve Pachanik said, the former right-hand man to Kissinger at the State Department, that Elon Musk, he bought him out of obscurity, fronted him with Goldman Sachs, and he's a moron. He's nothing but a front guy for that company. It is a privatization of NASA and of certain other driving technologies and other things that is a technology transfer out of DARPA, out of US technology contractors, and handed to Israel. That's what it is is elon musk is a piece of rotten filthy garbage he wants to brain chip you and the guy is an absolute 100 globalist who's allegedly the richest man in the world another bill gates and we know what bill gates is these people don't get there because they're loose cannons kanye west didn't get where he got because he was a loose cannon you get nowhere in this business environment unless you're one of them or you are indifferent and just do as you're told so people to think that Elon Musk is a good guy, who buys a $5 billion company for $44 billion? Who? He didn't buy it. Who backed him? Which bank? What's going on here? The guys are fraud. His cars don't work. It will never work. Self-driving vehicles can't work until every car is a self-driving vehicle and all the sensors are in the road. People, self-driving vehicles are a cornerstone of the UN Habitat Smart Cities program. You will not own a vehicle, but you're going to support a guy who wants to remove all your vehicles from you. That's where the self-driving technology is going. So what is wrong with people? How can they not see Elon Musk, Rupert Murdoch, Fox News, and Heinz Kissinger for what they are? And who handles the so-called left? Well, George Soros, both the right and left arm of the House City of London banking cartel. Why is this so hard? You couldn't have got away with this prior to 2008 or even 2014. How are they getting away with this? Okay, next uh, hot topic. So QAnon. That was started by a guy in the NSA in Hawaii. His name is uh, um, McEwen. McEwen, um, uh, I can't remember his name. That's who started that. He's a funny guy and he does puzzles and things. And then he was taken off him. And who knows who's running it now? And so uh, will we call that a PSYOP? Oh, absolutely a PSYOP, but I don't think it was started as a PSYOP. And on the subject of psyops, can we talk about flat Earth? No, I, I won't talk about. The, oh, what do you mean? Do you believe the Earth is flat? No, no, of course I don't. Well, yeah, well, right. Well, I'm okay. sorry, some sound patronising to everyone that thinks it is. It's just I, 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 I get a lot, a lot of this, and I. Look, yeah. the reason I say I have friends who believe the Earth is flat. Some are very successful, but. The mental illness is not in believing the earth is flat. The mental illness is understanding that such a controversial subject, which could get you psychiatrically assessed, is not realizing it's a controversial subject. So a, a stable person who perhaps has had all their cherished beliefs so shattered, they said, as someone said to me, Brendan, I just don't believe anything anymore. It probably is flat. That person's very successful, but they're not mad. All right. But they know to keep their mouth shut. That's why they're sane, they're mentally stable. But when you have people running around, this is a psychological warfare joke. It's not even serious. Someone at Unit 8200 was bored and said, let's just make the world flat, just see how that IA operation goes. And they're just laughing at people, laughing 
And even if you believed it was so, you'd be smart enough to just keep your mouth shut. That's why I will not tolerate it on my YouTube channels or anywhere. You just get boom, instant goodbye. Hmm. Uh, I don't entertain people with silliness um, and you want to stay focused uh, on the issues at hand. But that's just a, that's a graphic example of a, of a practical joke. The real more subtle ones are what you see whereby you can get out and a dog whistle can be made, whether it's by Bannon, who I had some hopes for originally uh, in the Fed. I mean, think about what Bannon wants to do now. He wants to end the Fed. And he talked with Alex Jones and said, we've got to put it like a trust in the hands of the people. So what are you going to do? You're going to socialize the debt now. All you do is take, all the United States does is take over the system. Don't withdraw from it, take it over. At least it will be uh, uh, ostensibly, if Americans and the rest of the world push for it, under the control of a transparent government, not a private corporation. And if it's transparent government, you can get access and you can vote people out and you can do things. And if you say, well, I can't vote for anyone, I say, have you tried? You just went down and you voted on their machines. There's Bannon's been involved in this too, stifling real change at the grassroots level by Trump supporters who have been trying to ban all electronic voting machines and the Bannons of this world and that aren't supporting them. Well, fancy that. They're benefiting from the system. He's Office of Naval Intelligence. And I've had enough of his dog whistles and, and, and Donald Trump. Oh, no one's really gotten to the bottom of 9-11. They're Cambridge Analytica dog whistles. That's mm. what they are, right? Forget about them. Bannon's finished. Once they arrested him, he went after Kissinger in 2020. They arrested him and now he's milk toast. He's milk toast now. And occasionally to keep the people on board, he, he tosses a, a little rhetorical uh, thing, which is very good and maybe even believes it, but then nothing ever happens. So, But still get down there and infect the Trump train energy. Get down amongst the Bannon crew down there at the precinct level, down at the school boards or wherever you are in the world. But don't for a second believe that that. It, it look, it's all retired intelligence people running this show from the Q stuff to, to flat earth to everything else. What people that need to focus on is really important subjects such as, here's my belief. My narrative is this. This international banking cartel is very powerful and there's only one country with the political documents and the traditions that will stop it. And that is the United States of America combined with the Brits and combined with Europeans. And it will be the military and the intelligence services. They have to live here too. They see what's coming. They need the support of the public so they can go against their supervisors. Five separate investigations would have stopped 9-11 and the Muhammad Atta narrative. Five separate FBI investigations says there are strange Muslims learning to fly in Venice, Florida. We need to stop them. One guy, one guy stopped that. That was on the news. They came out and apologized and said, I'm sorry, we tried to do our job. I wish I could find that clip. Dave Frasca, F-R-A-S-C-A, -A, the head of the Muslim Fundamentalist Unit of the FBI, stopped five separate investigations. One guy, not the FBI, one guy in the FBI, one plant. So if we can grasp that, we will begin to get hope and stop being so demoralized that everyone, the CIA, the FBI, you know, MI6, MI5, GCHQ, they're all against us. Everybody hates us. No, I wouldn't be online on YouTube with a monetized channel, not that I get any money, because I can't monetize them because none of it's advertiser friendly, but they're allowing me on there because people are making a decision because they got to live here. If people could just understand that instead of saying it's hopeless, we can't win. And you ask them, what have you done? They haven't done anything. I keep saying, go to the military, go to the bases, interact with your state and federal counterterrorism, go and organize rallies, organize meetings and invite the police down, get to know the detectives, get to know them. People just look at me like, what? What? It's like, for God's sake. I introduced Mike Rackenbrandt. 
you know, a, a New York detective, very high level, man. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. There's people really woken up, man, and none of them are going to be perfect. But if you got to interact, so those good people within those systems will feel confident to act. If they see an intelligent, organizing a community, if, if they read the data analytics themselves and see what's going on, they're going to have the confidence to move against these supervisors. They're going to have the confidence to move against the system. But if they see a bunch of blathering idiots debating flat earth and Q-tard rubbish, they're going to have the confidence to move. As I said to someone, they said, why don't they do something? I said, because they lose their job. Are you going to lose your job? Be homeless? Lose your car, your house, the wife leaves you and takes the kids? You're going to do that? Then why the hell should they do it? I saw you say something, uh, I don't know if it was recently or whether I just watched a video recently, but you didn't think that digital currency was a was a major issue. No. Central bank digital currencies aren't the main issue. You already have a credit card. It's the blockchain that attaches to it and is being linked into everything. And I mean everything, your Apple Watch that is taking your pulse. This is all linked in with AI machine learning, which is the goal. Everything you see revolves around AI machine learning. Why? Because they believe they combine that with quantum computing. They're doing all these tests in those Swiss, uh, in the the big, uh, what do you call it, the, the thing in Switzerland underground? CERN. CERN. They're, they're looking for the for the code, the, the algorithm for the universe. They believe they can then simulate the universe accurately in a very powerful quantum computer. Mm -hmm. Then you can do things like invent crazy technology and cut back 100 years of development down to 10. You don't have to build a city. You don't have to have a university. You don't need sewage. You don't need police. You don't need a hospital. You can do it all within a computer simulation. That is the goal that is driving everything, mm -hmm. everything. It is the ultimate in power. And they are all working together at the top until very recently to get this done. It is now falling apart. We'll see how this goes. But if you can understand that background, you can understand that blockchain, it's real sinister aspect, not just a social credit score and, and whatever you say and work and do, linking you with your, with your particular computer, linking you with your hardware, linking you with your accounts. So even when you put a fake name, you're not going to be able to go online without a license, which will be linked in with the blockchain. A central bank digital currency on its own, centralized, is just like a credit card. It's no different. But it's this, oh, we need a decentralized blockchain. It's great in theory, except when you attach every everything to it. And their aim is to attach that to that AI machine learning. So literally every thought, every feeling, your blood pressure, they'll probably have probes with this nanotechnology, which does exist, um, uh, that is going to be monitoring your body in real time. And they want as much real-time data flooding into their big, huge algorithms as possible. And that is the end goal. Central bank digital currencies are immensely powerful and could be used for good. It's like any technology. The trouble is it won't be used for good. It's going to be used to enslave us. Mm. There's there's kind of quite a big pushback here in, in, in the UK uh, against it. When I say big, you know, obviously these things are... Did you see that British production where they did an excellent production on uh, central bank digital currencies and the blockchain? I've forgotten what it was called. It was made by Brits with really good animations. It was taken down. Yeah, I think I did see it. The, Brilliant. The issue that people have is you know, per se, a digital currency isn't an issue. Like you say, we all use our bank card, but it's the fact that it can be programmable yeah. so that, that say I go to pay for my family groceries and then the checkout woman says, sorry, sir, uh, your, your credit's been stopped. You, uh, did you, did you go on a protest in London last week? And you're like, what? 
Yeah, um, but you could do that with a credit card. But what they can do with the blockchain beneath that central bank digital currency is they can link that social credit score immediately in real time. That's the key. Hmm. Otherwise, a central bank, central, not decentralized, a central bank digital currency operates exactly like a credit card. But it's that underlying blockchain. It's an important distinction. The underlying blockchain, which will give you and link your social credit score amongst all your other data, including, you know, you've all had where your, your YouTube app is clearly listening. I mean, they try to say it's the algorithm. It's garbage. I mean, I'm in a Spanish speaking house and I said, gone with the wind. Have you seen it? Maybe I'll get the Spanish speaking version because I'd never seen it. I wanted to see it. Two hours later, I've got a mass of gone with the wind clips in my suggested. It's quite obvious that these apps are listening to us always. So you link all that in with the incredible voice technology and so on and so forth. That blockchain, man. They will give instant, like within minutes, they you could reach a social credit point by comments or actions or location. Just use your imagination how they can use this just with your smartphone, let alone their other stuff they've got going. And it will be a real-time blocking. Dear citizen, no, you can't buy this, this meat this week. But if you're good and you get your social, it gives you a little graph. But if you can get that back down there, like a good, like a real-life simulation, like on a computer, if you're good, you can buy meat next week. And they're going to train us like, remember the English nanny, that show that used to be on the television where they brought in this English woman and she taught parents how to look after their kids? This is the ultimate English nanny. This is Mary Poppins. Mm. And you're going to behave and do as you're told. I actually don't mind it for people that, that can't run their own lives. If you want to be lazy and have handouts and it's very seductive, as in Australia, you just get used to being lazy. Well, I say you have that option for that and you can go live somewhere where your life is run by a uh, blockchain and so, so on. But for people who want to live free, we need the right to live freely. And unfortunately, we have no right to anything, only what we're willing to fight and ultimately perhaps have to die for. So the stakes are high. But as we, as you emphasize and we both emphasize, we're a long way from violence if we will just talk to the right people and focus and conserve our energies. Brendan, um, Russia, Ukraine, what, what's going on there? Firstly, Vladimir Putin is a World Economic Forum Kissinger boy. He was put in by Kissinger and Yuri Primakov, the foreign minister. They plucked him out of obscurity out of the St. Petersburg mob because he was a loyal rat that did exactly what he's told. The real Russian nationalist is the great General Labed, a great man who, would you believe, our mutual friend Mike, has actually met in real life in Russia, got him out of trouble with the KGB when Mike was over there for um, uh, skydiving competitions when the Soviet Union and Labed got him out. That general is amazing. I've watched and read everything I can on him. He had a fantastic depreciating sense of humor. And he was originally earmarked uh, before Putin in the um, late 1990s to take over. He was in America uh, meeting, greeting, and he was very amicable. And all he said was, please don't humiliate us. You won. Good for you. I agree. Democracy is the way. But please just be gentle with us. Let's work together. And it was clearly sincere, clearly sincere. They had to take him out. Putin was put in. Uh, the military started to rebel. Um, Labed was put out in Siberia. And then he was making a comeback in 92 to replace Putin and Kissinger and Associates killed him in that helicopter crash. That was the real Russian nationalist that could have brought the United States and Russia together as reasonable allies. Kissinger and Associates have been running Putin for decades. That's the central banking cartels. And Germany, Russia, China and Israel had an alliance via that central banking cartel. It's now been smashed. 
The idiot Putin thought no one would go after him, that the world economy was so risky in Europe and Germany in particular, the powerhouse of the European Union, would not dare, dare. They'll just let it happen. So someone told him it was okay as he rolled. You're a military man. How can you just roll down a main highway to the capital of the city? Who told him there would be no resistance? And you know technology now with anti-tank weapons are just, I mean, the Javelin and the, the German and Brute version are just incredible. Fire and forget, make a cup of tea. And what have they got, a 96% hit rate? Something incredible. And and now you just see the United States and the Brits just leaking in the high tech, just giving them enough, just pushing Putin back. They may push him out of the Crimea. I think they'll leave a bit of the Donbass for him because they, they're going to break, in my opinion, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I think it might, might be good. It can be conceived as good. There was the union, but see, the real enemy is Germany. That's the real enemy. They want to be the king. And the US wants to be the king. These are sub offices, and there's a huge fight. And German high technology, Swedish high technology, French high technology, and nuclear weapons mixed with Russian raw resources and Chinese manufacturing. And it would be administered in the new Federated States of Greater Israel in the hub, the Bunting Cloverleaf Map hub, linking it all. That's what was built, and America was meant to go along with it and form its section of the planet, and it's not happening. The fact that America has not withdrawn from the Middle East, it's not withdrawn from Europe, and I understand why Europeans want America out. Totally get it. But it could just be a good sign, not if you're getting bombed and blasted, but it could be a good sign that they're not going to let this alliance formed. It's the central banking cartel. It's not a war between America and the German people. This is a war between banking cartel sub-offices, and it might just be that someone is waking up. That is the big sleeping giant, the US military. Maybe. It's touch and go. We'll have to see how it goes. Brendan, can you explain to us smart cities? Smart cities are prisons. Uh, they're also got a good side to them. I'm all for automation. I'm all for uh, conserving energy and conserving uh, resources and managing resources and even people to some degree. It's done all the time. However, it's really a prison in disguise. This has been planned for 100 years. Um, the smart cities or the compact cities, uh, which Alex Jones used to talk about back in 2008 when I first heard about them, um, is simply to herd the populations into giant cities and then via removing humans from the environment, the environment will uh, recover. And especially poor nations they want, particularly India and China, where large populations gather. That's why you have such huge ghost cities in China. And people think, what are they for? Well, they're going to be smart cities. They've got to put all the infrastructure in. And you will be linked in with your CBDCs and your blockchain and your social credit score you see being tested in China and self-driving vehicles. You will not own a vehicle. You will live and you see them in Malaysia. Malaysia already has them. These giant blocks are like Gulag archipelagos, these big high rises and under the base of each high rise, and you might have two or three high rises with a base. And in that base will be a train station, uh, a supermarket to buy your food, um, and <clears throat> obviously ramps for self-driving vehicles. And you can, you can visit each little archipelago with permission, assuming you've been good. Um, and that is the future. They already have them in parts of Malaysia. Um, along the way, uh, you will rarely leave from there and you will apply to travel wherever you want to travel to, assuming your social credit score is correct. Uh, it is highly dependent on high frequency 5G, the high frequency 5G, uh, which can also map 
objects in real time, which will be linked in with the metaverse. Now, currently, they're calling the metaverse a failure. It's not going to go away. They are going to simulate the universe first as a game, as an interesting distraction. But no, this is part of the AI machine learning simulation of the universe. 5G will not only control all these self-driving vehicles, they will be able to actually spot people due to the millimeter wave frequencies of these devices. They are no threat physically. The high frequency cannot penetrate a piece of paper, all right? It was a huge fraud um, that it was going to zap everyone and kill us. It can't penetrate a piece of paper. They operated about 65 watts total power on the street pole. They look ugly. I don't like them, but I'd rather that than 4G, home wireless, and the low frequency 5G, which does cause physiological effects. But the great danger with high frequency 5G is not health in that sense. The great danger is is part of that uh, blockchain, CBDC control mechanism. It's a vital part of that. And it can track objects down to the size of a pencil in real time. And it can operate all of the automated machinery, including the Internet of Things, which will spy. I mean, everything will be a spy object. And I mean everything, everything that has a chip in it. It's backdoored, every single thing. We were told that in 2012 by Edward Snowden, everything was backdoored. I mean, Microsoft couldn't seal off its, uh, they called it print nightmare. It was a flaw in Microsoft. And they couldn't actually seal it off. It took them months. Why? Because the problem was in the chips within the computers as well as the operating system. So you're going to have a vast backdoored system, a self-enclosed environment that is going to control every single aspect of your life. I don't mind the idea of a smart city that is I have control of some of the technology and the worst aspects are controlled. I've got no problem with a just-in-time economy that conserves energy and resources and keeps the plastic out of the oceans so the, the environment can survive. This is not about taking an extremist position. Technology can be wonderful and can also imprison us. But we're not having this debate now. We're talking about COVID and we're talking about whether Donald Trump's going to take on Ron DeSantis or whether Kim Kardashian's backside is bigger than it's not. But there are very important issues such as the UN Smart City, which is not entering the mainstream. It's, it's there in the background, but it's not entering the mainstream. And these things are being built almost to a T by Israeli Unit 8200 personnel. To a T, they are literally running that whole thing. A lot of the technology and the apps were developed in Israel, applied in China, and now coming to the United States, Europe, and the UK. These things are literal prisons, gulag, archipelago, but they will be nice. And I mean, they will be nice, man. They will be very nice, very seductive. So they'll grind us down for a few years. Bitcoin will go to $2,000. They're going to grind everyone down as a treat to their management class who they have to keep on side till they can replace those people. Um, they'll let them buy Bitcoin up cheap, then they'll raise that up again. And they're going to grind everyone to dust. Mortgages will go bust everywhere. And just as I said, you will earn nothing and you will be happy. And they're very confident. Why are they so confident, Chris? Data analytics, psychological profiling. You can tell what someone's going to do with eight data points. The average person online has 3,000. And a lot of people who spend a lot of time online are between 20 and 30,000 data points. That is an incredible power, social networking science, data analytics. And that is why they can take such risks with such confidence. They can prune you to the edge and then back it off, back it off, back it off. And they know we forget. And I mean, you go to a maximum security prison, it's very intimidating. Within a couple of weeks, you've completely adapted. They know they can make you adapt. They know who will give up their firearms. They've psychologically profiled people. And, you know, it's a very dangerous weapon. And yet documentary after documentary has come out warning us to get off this Facebook, to get off YouTube, to get off these things. 
or stop inputting the data. Employees, these are mainstream multi-million dollar documentaries, so not everyone is against us, clearly, clearly not against us. But that UN smart city is part of that control mechanism. COVID's a part of it. Biological weaponry is a threat, not just to us, but to that management class to adopt to the new multipolar world order so that everyone, including Vladimir Putin, who has done everything the World Economic Forum and Klaus has told him to do, and people think he's going to save us. You've got to be kidding me. But you can see the system unfolding and they may get come up against resistance. They back it off. They back it off. They come up against like a snake and they will slither around that resistance over time. And if we will just understand how this system is being approached, and if we can understand that Elon Musk and Tucker Carlson and Rupert Murdoch and Heinz Kissinger and Alex Jones and all those people are not your friend, they are the ultimate in the limited hangout controlled release. Alex Jones is a hero now. He saved you from COVID. Really? I'd say 5,000 unemployed PhD and patent researchers saved us from COVID. But Alex Jones has now been created as a hero turning over $20 million plus a year like Kanye West, like Elon Musk, like Joe Rogan on his $150 million a year contracts whilst claiming to fight the system while they suckle off the very system they're supposing to fight. They will destroy you with the IRS. They can destroy you with police raids, planting evidence, planting kiddie porn. Nothing happens to Alex Jones. He's never so much as had a window smashed or a car tire slash. But people actually believe that clown drug addict with his prostitute wife who's hanging around every intelligence agency known to man is going to save him. If we can just get people to understand the system, the limited hangout, the controlled release, then maybe they can bypass this control mechanism. Alex Jones has never said, here's a graphics design who's given me banners, flyers, I've bought car trailers, truck trailers, all the lobbying materials to politically get out there, the precinct system, get into local council. He gives you nothing. He tells you to bullhorn the White House. He tells you to get angry. Joe Rogan says, smoke a joint with Elon Musk. Look, I'm not a billionaire globalist, I'm smoking a joint. And people are being suckered beyond belief into this system. They have got to smash this control mechanism. You've got all this clown show being promoted by the very system they claim to fight. And what don't they talk about? Have a look. UN Smart City Habitat Program and who's pushing it. That is, I have never seen them talk about it. They claim Steve Bannon mentioned it once. It's not enough to mention it. You've got to hammer it, an advertising and marketing campaign again and again and again and again and again. Over and over, not, oh, you, you're being very mean, Brendan. It was mentioned two years ago for 20 seconds. And I mean, I literally say, you think that's not, that's the bone. Give a dog a bone. Just tossing a bone to keep people on site. And people, despite Shadowgate and all this information from Patrick Berge on IIA operations, online psychological warfare, people can't seem to apply it. The danger is, is not remaining stupid. The other danger is to go to the other end and then someone disagrees with you, you call them a shill and they're working for the Illuminati shape-shifting lizards or whatever. There has to be a middle ground which says the minimum standard is how does the system work? International banking cartel, roundtable groups, foundation system, you know, CFR, Trilateral Commission, Royal Institute for International Affairs, a private trading guild leaking down into the foundations, funding all these groups, all these fake groups, all these fake heroes. We can't even get to that basic level of what should be said. And if they can't say it consistently, they are a fake. Brendan, you're an absolute legend. Um, where can people get hold of you? Um, I've got a Patreon. I will get my own um, uh, website and so on in the future. I just don't have the energy. Um, I seem all right, but I, I'm pretty tired. I've, I'm pretty worn out mentally. And I've been at this 15 years. I was jailed for three years, beaten and battered. I've had high-profile court cases. People never heard of them. 
I've got a UN document that's uh, 100 megabytes filled with brimming with information, easily navigatable. It's been an incredible journey from Malaysia to Lebanon to Iran for three months where I worked with government analysts until I realized they were full of crap. Not the analysts, they were good people, but I was staying with friends of the foreign minister, Zarif, and I realized, wait a minute, they're all working with Israel. They don't even want to talk about Israel. They talk about Saudi all day because that was the job of Iran to push Saudi and the UAE into the arms of Israel and form the Federated States of Greater Israel. This is the great game, the grand chessboard that they play. Mm -hmm. And I'm still alive. Why? Because, you know, Colonel Hassani of Passport Border Control let me walk out of Iran with a $50 fine a month overdue. That never happens. The guy said, I recorded him. I have my recorder on. My God, never. This never happens. This is the guy at Terra Iman Khomeini Airport. I said, I'm getting on the effing plane and no one's stopping me. And I got on that plane. That was so Colonel Hassani is one of the example of the middle managers, the guy at the, the, the um, Malaysian immigration who didn't find me the big fine, let me out for free and rang the Lebanese embassy and said, is it all right if Brendan O'Connell comes to Lebanon? And they said, no problem. And I flew into Lebanon and was taken by, oh, I believe was an intelligence uh, taxi driver. I don't believe he was an ordinary taxi. Took me to where my Airbnb. I met Sufyan from Saudi and we, we had interviews and we had a great time over there talking with, with people. The middle managers are still on our sides if we would just realise that and not be intimidated. Mm. And uh, Chris, it really is, I don't mean to simplify it too much, we should always talk to everyone we can, but guys like you, and Mike and all the others in the military, if you can get across that message on the right national security paradigm, study your, study your target market, it's already happening. You know, we got John from Sheepdog Combatives, that guy's got very high security clearances. He's publicly come out and supported me. Sheepdog Combatives with a K. All right, that guy talks to a lot of, man, these are serious people with serious contacts. I'm getting calls from, you know, someone from, you know, Joint Special Operations Command, Tampa Bay, Florida. We're chatting on WhatsApp. They're sharing all the videos. It's out there. Don't be demoralized. But if we can get together and form that fist, even though we're far apart, even though we're different in personalities and we're different in style, we recognize our particular psychological structure, our archetypal structure. Maybe we're not confident to go to the military or policing, but we can find our little niche and be reasonable and, and uh, uh, understand what our role can be. But guys like you, Chris, are very, very important to Mike in getting out there and getting that message out. And like you've, you've reiterated over and over, they are pulling us apart. And anyone who polarizes is the enemy, anybody. And we've got to find that middle ground where we are firm but fair. And as John Kennedy said, we all treasure our children's future and we are all mortal. And we are being completely destroyed from people at the top, whether they're Jews or not Jews or Christians or Muslims or whatever. We have a problem and we've got to get together whether on a spiritual level as well we've got to resonate in that right energy and look locally and say okay what can i do seek out like-minded people don't try to convert the unconverted let them to die if that's what they want just leave them to the side focus in love on focusing on good quality motivating happy motivated people and just ignore don't try to convert those people if you can't convert them in five minutes move on and this will change. It's that little bit at a time. Even though you think your efforts are small and insignificant, they are not. They are adding to that vast collective movement that is moving right now. They took a big risk with COVID, a big, big risk. It was an act of desperation. We can capitalize on that, but we cannot let them use social networking science, data analytics to keep continuing to distract us. No Messiah is coming. It's up to us, Chris. 
It's up to ordinary people. And there are people on YouTube and on Patreon and on endless social media networks that are going to have to live here too. And they realize something very bad is coming. And that was what will unite us. You nailed it, brother. Brendan, stay on the line so I can thank you properly. But for the purposes of the recording, uh, massive thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having probably, I think, the only media channel out there that just says all of this all of this stuff and um yes so thank you thanks for having me on chris and thank you and you and mike's work uh, you guys are working quietly in the background informing people so even though we may not see it and the average person is not seeing there are a lot of people working networking in the background so yeah people and should I, have some hope and i think me and you and mike can have a chat about that mate um because uh i'm sure we can come up with something Absolutely. brother massive love to you look after yourself as they say down there in your part of the world hasta luego hasta luego bro. Yeah. <laughs> like i say just just stay on the line stay on the line brother uh, to everybody at home i've hope you find this as fascinating as i have um i'm all about learning and and um and uh that's why we ask questions isn't it and uh if you like and subscribe, click the notification bell. And uh, I can't wait to have Brendan back on the show again. I uh, wait to chat again, Chris. Great. Yeah, oh, mate, you. mate, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, this is the good stuff. Much love, everybody. Look after yourselves. That's the logo, amigos. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris Thrall. Thank you.